G'day Hawks and welcome to episode 22 of the Hawkcast. Our guest today is uh, new to the Hawks, he's only just had his first season, but in it, in 12 games of third grade, he took 21 wickets and an average of 13.67 and an economy of 3.68. Welcome to the club, welcome to the Hawkcast, Jamie Miller, welcome mate. Thanks for having me boys, good to get grilled by our next president and the president in waiting. <laughs> don't, don't spread that. <laughs> hey Michelle, watch out there. Yeah. Uh, this season, right, Gilly? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Jamie, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, lots to talk about. Uh, and yeah, this is one of the good things that we've uh, got to enjoy with this, uh, you know, Hawkcast is, yeah, learning about some old stories from some club veterans and learning about some stories of some uh, newer people to the club. And yeah, uh, yeah so um, I guess for you, first thing to, I guess, ask about is sort of... Um, how cricket sort of started for you? Were you like a two-year-old who picked up a bat, or did you pick it up when you were 25, or what? what? Yeah, it was it was literally about 20, 24, 25 that I first decided I'm going to have a crack at cricket. I had shoulder surgery on my left shoulder. I went, all right, I reckon I can do that. Now's so, the time. Yeah, I'm on. Um, yeah, played my first game as I said in that the mid 20s for Fetties up in Alice Springs, and. It was a very similar feel when I walked in there to what I've had here. Um, very family friendly, very club first, you know, rule one, no dickheads, that sort mm. of stuff. And it was it was a really good place to be around. And yeah, so played for, for two seasons up there and then moved to Victoria and got two games in before I broke my leg. Uh, was that playing cricket? Playing cricket, yep. Well, well, I might come, we'll back, come back, we'll come back to that. <laughs> and then took a five year hiatus. I, after I broke it, I sold everything. I was like, done with it mm -hmm. i'm a very superstitious person and I, I couldn't bring myself to open the kit touch the kit anything like that i just sold the whole lot basically unsighted unwashed and then yeah i got peer pressured by my six-year-old and my wife to to play last season and i feel like in one season i'm already part of the furniture so yeah it's been really. been great been really great so yeah, really enjoying it. So were there any other sports growing up that you played? Yeah, I was um, triathlon. I was very, very heavy into that in my junior years to the point where I represented the NT. I represented Queensland for a little bit as well uh, yeah, in triathlon and cycling. And then decided at the tender age of 14 that stuff school, I know best. Finished year 10 and went, yep, I'm going to be a professional athlete. Lasted all of about three months going down the elite path and that was about it so then yeah picked up other sports just social sports like beach volleyball got really heavily involved into um a bit of soccer a bit of footy as well but nothing super serious to the same sort of level like yeah it was beach volleyball took on a big part of my life that's part of the reason why we moved up here as well but yeah, so that's that's pretty much all my sporting in a nutshell. In the triathlon scene, like, do you do you still kind of like keep an eye on like I oh know like we've got even on the Gold Coast, Ash Gentle and people like that who are you know pretty prominent in that scene. Like, is that something you still kind of half keep an eye on, or is it sort of not really? Not really. It was up until about late twenty nineteen. My best mate and I, my best mate lives in Brisbane. We actually have a bet on. Who will finish higher in a triathlon and the loser has to get a number two tattoo <laughs> on their little toe and so we were both hell bent on this like, yep straight we're on we picked our race paid entry fee and all doing that olympic stuff. tries yeah doing yeah. olympic distance try 
And I was getting back into it. I'm like, yeah, I've got this. Feeling good, feeling confident. And then, um, yeah, 2019 was the single hardest year I've ever had to deal with as a, as a person. I lost my mum in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, receiving that news just completely threw my mental health in out of complete whack. I was, um, I was just a, sh- a shit person, essentially. Mm. But... Yeah, so that was that's basically put a pin in everything to do with triathlon. But um, yeah, it's it's now it's no longer a sport now that I, I want to get back into, just because it's such a selfish sport. Mm-hmm. So you've got to commit to it for such a large amount of your day, and you take so much away from the time with your family and that sort of stuff. So yeah. So yeah, don't I, don't I don't have anything to do with that anymore. So <laughs> what about uh, cricket? Um, so when you joined say yeah mid-20s to start playing yep. had you watched a lot of cricket oh, where you, you you were massively yeah. into it you just hadn't been playing it yeah no I've, I've grown up in a very sporting household if it's not league it's footy if it's not footy it's motorsport if it's not any sport i'm the sort of person that from thursday to sunday at about 7 30 depending upon if there's a late game in the west it stays on fox sport in my house or i'm on ko um but yeah, so that huge sporting background in my family. Like my, my uncle played footy and basketball as a pup. Used to play with uh, Brendan Laid down in uh, South Australia, and yeah, it was we've always just been around it. So yeah, very parochial Queensland sides in, in my household. So <laughs> and so, where exactly did you grow up? Because it sounds like there's been a bit of moving around in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, heaps of moving around. So born in Adelaide. Grew up on the Sunshine Coast until about 10, yeah, 10 or 11. Moved to Darwin for the first time uh, to be with my mum. And then we bounced between Darwin and Brisbane for about four or five years there. Back to Darwin, down to Alice, down to Geelong, back to Alice, down to Geelong. <laughs> so, yeah, done, done a heap of moving around, seen a lot of the country. There's a lot that I like, there's a lot that I don't like, but yeah. Best place to live? Oh, look, it, it depends on, on the time. Like, when I was that sort of young buck at 18, <laughs> thinking, I know better than everybody else, Darwin was immense and absolutely elite. A lot of good memories as a kid on the sunny coast, a lot of great memories here on the Gold Coast now, mm. um, and also a lot of good memories out of uh, Alice Springs as well, you know. Met my wife there, had... Two of my kids there. Um, yeah, it's some good things. I'm glad I'm out of the town, mm-hmm. but some really good things about it. And growing up, who was your favourite cricketer growing up? Who did you like Brett watching? Lee. Yep. Yeah. Always wanted to Love. be Brett Lee. Yeah. I mean, I know you bowl a similar pace now. You'd be able to capture that. Similar pace with a sword arm, four metres over the net. Yeah, no, I love Brett Lee. I loved Shell Bakhtar as well. I liked watching fast bowlers because you always felt like something was going to happen. Mm. So, yeah, they were always the most entertaining. Yep. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so bowling was always the plan? Like, when you started cricket, were you like, that's going to be where my focus is? Or? Well, I figured I'd miss the bus with trying to become a batsman because mm-hmm. there's a lot of fundamentals that I don't have that are ingrained from junior cricket. So I figured that the best things that I could do for myself were work on my bowling, work on my fielding. 
I like to think I'm a pretty handy fielder. I think that's half the reason why I didn't get dropped at all this year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was more of an understanding of I'm never going to be the best because these are other people that have got 20 years of development on their side. So, I Before I forget, I have to ask about yeah, the broken leg in, in playing in Geelong, I take it. Um, was it in Geelong? Yep. Yeah. Yep. How did you... That's something that... I wouldn't think too many people have managed it on a cricket field that I can think mm. of. How did you manage that? So uh, it was the second ball after T. Come back here and I've sort of bumped old mate and he sort of knocked me this half return chance and I'm like, I'm on here. And it's in my follow through and so I've landed with my the side of my foot on the synth though and gone to then push across to my right. And so I've dislocated and snapped my fibia. It gets worse. And then because I'm still got, I've still got so much momentum, my toes are pointing behind me, but my knee's still pointing oh, straight no. down to the pitch. And it gets worse again. <laughs> Don't think I, I regret it. <laughs> yeah. And I've taken another step oh. with my toes still pointing behind mm. me before I realised that my leg's cactus. Um, <laughs> and then... Yeah, it was it was really hard. Four months it took me to relearn how to walk. And that was really hard being a roofer as well, being a tradie. So trying to bend your foot so that I could get back on two roofs and even climb ladders and that sort of stuff, mm. that, that was really slow going. So What was the immediate treatment? Like what sort of surgery did you have to get done that day? I had seven screws and a plate inserted into my ankle. The screws in the bottom half of my ankle are that far on the piss, you can actually feel the head of them. Wow. Like, through the skin, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was a long, slow rehab, mm. like really long. And my young fellow Sterling would have been maybe two at the time, so trying to decide whether I was going to crutch around the house or pick him up mm. or hold my cup of coffee or something like that. It was, it was a really hard time, like... I'm really lucky that I've got such a good wife because she put up with a lot of shit during that. And yeah, she she helped me as much as I could, as much as she could. I fell over in the shower and mm. abused her. said, why didn't you help me? <laughs> she said, you told me to leave you alone. <laughs> so I sort of got my comeuppance there. Mm. Um, but yeah, she stuck by me through a lot. And yeah. She's, she's a gem. She puts up with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Jodie? So how did you meet her? Jodie, I met her when she was about 14. I oh, know this is going to sound horrible. <laughs> this is really going to sound horrible. Are we going to have to edit this out? <laughs> so I'm five years older than Jodie. So I met her when, I was, uh, when she was about 14. Um, in Alice? In Alice. And then we went separate ways. Like She was with uh, somebody that I used to work with at the time. And they had a kid who's now my stepson, Jamie Tyler. And then, yeah, so life took very, very different turns. I, I went to Victoria. She, I believe, came out to Brisbane for a little bit. And then we both just happened to be in Alice at the same time. Saw each other at the casino, pretty drunk. <laughs> you look like fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we've been together ever since. Had, a, had some very rocky moments, uh, all my doing. And she basically slapped me around between the ears and... Called me all the dickheads under the sun said, if you don't sh- sort your shit out, uh, I'm going. Luckily enough, I sorted myself out and we're still together and better than ever, I feel. Mm. Whether or not she feels the same <laughs> way is another question. But 
Oh, um, and moving, I guess, to I guess this chapter of your life. I mean, um, yeah. So, wh- when did you actually? So, you said it was to do with beach volleyball and whatnot. But when did you actually, I guess, arrive on the Gold Coast? We also, moved up here. Well, I, I moved up to Queensland in uh, May of 2018. I then immediately went straight up to Townsville for work, and I was doing some FIFO, going back to see them down in Victoria and that sort of stuff. And then we signed the lease for our old house in Pimpermar in uh, September of 18. Okay. So, and then yeah, we. We lived there ever since. We've just moved up to Ormo, um, with no intention of playing for Alberton. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, yeah. It's so we're, we're very much established and entrenched on the on the Gold Coast. We don't want to go anywhere else. We love it here. So mm. much to do. Such a better lifestyle mm. and better choices for the kids, which is a, was one of the main driving factors in us moving up here. And when you made that decision or got pressured to get back into cricket, uh, how did you how did you pick the Hawks? Oh, so Sterling did Junior Blasters with Ruley one year. Mm. And oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I feel chosen. Yeah, well, <laughs> he pressured me into choosing. Nah, he well, no, for, for him, it was the only... You guys were the only cricket club that had the second lot of juniors after Christmas. Mm, that's so, true, actually. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, oh, well, sweet, no worries. And then... Um, yeah, when sign on day rolled around, Sterling's like, well, you've got to do it, Doug, because I'm going to play. I'm like, I've just been alpha <laughs> by a six-year-old. <laughs> and uh, Jody's like, if you don't do it, you're going to be annoyed that you didn't do it. Mm. So, yeah, no, it's, it's been good. It's been a really good last, not even 12 months since mm. been a part of the club. Yeah. So it feels like we've been here for a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> and what were your initial thoughts? Uh, that it's pretty, I mean, you're a sociable guy, but it's pretty hard to, to rock up to a training session with a whole bunch of new guys. And... Yeah, the guys are a lot... Uh, a lot more open than what women are. Like most guys are a lot more approachable, and we've all generally got one thing in common. And obviously, being a part of a cricket club, we all had that one thing in common. So it makes it, it breaks down those barriers a lot easier when you can go train with the bloke for two hours, and then you can come up to the club and have a beer, and then you can continue breaking down those barriers. And now some of the boys that have met, you know, they helped me move and early doors it feels like they're going to be mates for a long time mm. so yeah it's it's been one of the best things we've done something i appreciate about uh you james especially starting out was how much of an effort you made to get involved off the field as well in terms of like always making an effort after training and, and games and things like that was that intentional is that something that was important like to you as well <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all, we got that. and my wife understands that if i play cricket i drink beer um even though it's not cricket season i still drink beer no it's <laughs> It, for me, it's one of the things. It, cricket is such a it's such a social sport, um, and going from doing individual sports as a pup mm. to now being more team orientated and you know getting around your boys and developing those friendships, it, it's it's worth its fucking gold. If you don't do it, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, and talking to that, I mean, you you got to play all year in third grade. Um, obviously had a good thing going on and had the run to the finals all that sort of stuff so I guess yeah you really got that I guess environment of uh, being around the boys there yeah. and uh, having a really good season with everyone yeah yeah no it was good like when I first rolled up and a few people were like what do you want to play I'm like I don't want to play too seriously because I, I want cricket to be fun mm. and in the last few or the last few games that I've had at Fetties it wasn't fun anymore. It was becoming a chore. Is that in Victoria? Yeah, in, in Alice. In Alice, Yeah, sure. so, because I only played the two games. Of for course, and yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it, it wasn't as fun. Like, there were still fun people involved, and it was still, 
I was still having a good time with those people, mm. but the pressure that was being put on me, it's like, well, you're a senior player, you need to do this. And it's like, I'm only in my second season. You can't mm. be expecting too much from me. So, but no, it's the group of guys that we had in thirds were really good. It was a lot of good fun, a lot of good fun, especially uh, when I promoted myself to the boardroom <laughs> and standing next to Kai as a keeper. There was some disgusting sledging, but it was really good fun. So. <laughs> That's good. And how, how would you say your bowling has developed like through your whole career? So coming and starting sort of later in life, was it difficult to adopt the game, to learn the skills, or did you find it was quite natural? Or, yeah, did you have to work at it a lot? There's, there's certain aspects that I, I know I have to work on, and control is one of them. I, I know I'm never going to be the most economic bowler. I'm never going to be the fastest bowler because I've broken everything from my nose to my toes. Um, but I understand that... I bring something different that, and that's why I work on variations like I mm. try and bowl a knuckle ball I try and bowl a, a couple of cutters and that sort of stuff and quickly who's got a better knuckle ball I don't know I've never seen it. I mean, we don't have to have <laughs> do, a knuckle ball off land <laughs> mine can land I think mine landed once <laughs> and every time it didn't land it worked <laughs> <laughs> but yep yeah, so so variations yeah. are sort of your point of difference yeah or, absolutely yeah. and like I bowled behind couple of really good bowlers all year so mm. in thirds at the start of the season it was always Kent and Beefy and mm-hmm. then I'd come on first change and then because Rooley was up and down through the grades then he came back down and it was Kent and Rooley and I'd still bowl first maybe second change depending upon the circumstances and a lot of the times I felt like I was cherry picking the wickets because they're doing all the hard work <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing yeah. wrong with that <laughs> yeah and then they, then I come on and like right well we've got to up the run rate yeah bang so yeah, yeah it was it was my single best season I yeah, nearly right. doubled my career wickets in one season yeah wow. really so, yeah. yeah yeah so well 21 wickets yeah 21 yeah, wickets is a, that's a, it's a pretty yeah. decent yeah. season yeah, my, yeah especially goal, with 12 games my goal was um 15 wickets no no injuries <laughs> and one six I got to bat twice hit two singles <laughs> Um, broke my thumb, and, yeah, and got the twenty-one. So yeah. some wins, some losses. Yeah, yeah. So two out of three. That's not yeah. two, two out of three. three out of three bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Wait, oh, that's right. The injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you okay. compare uh, cricket here versus cricket in Alice? Cricket here is uh, it's a lot better because there's a lot more variety. So when I left there, there were only four teams in the town. Obviously, it's mm. a very small town. It's uh, like 20, 25, 26,000. And just one grade per club sort of thing? No, there's, oh, yeah. there's three grades. There's juniors, there's ladies and that okay. sort of stuff. So the, the thing that... The cricket here, the level is better, but there's certain aspects of the, the Alice cricket that I like as well. Like, you only play two-day cricket in A grade, mm-hmm. whereas in B and C grade, you play one day as on T20s. Mm. And so I, I missed that because you get two T20s in an afternoon. Mm. So it was really good. You, 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 know, you get through your eight overs and then you can sit there and smack beers for the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. It was brilliant. Um, but like, I got to play in a couple of grand finals in my first season. Mm, wow. One of them was a T20 grand final. Yeah. I think I took three for. And mm. so it was just, just little things like that that I missed that yeah. I think um, Cricket GC could potentially look at doing in the future. Yeah. But you know, yeah. I'm just a new punter. 
So. Now I agree, and like I think there are there are lessons that we can learn from different associations about how we can make our product better. Uh, and I think offering multiple formats to multiple grades mm. is uh, is a huge one. Yeah, um, especially with how popular T Twenty cricket is. Sure. The yeah. fact that only the first you know 11 12 players from each club have the opportunity to play t20 cricket is a bit of a shame yeah and i've been a big push for that as well in juniors in that like i think it's great that like uh, juniors play the 50 over stuff but around big bash time they should be playing t20 stuff because that's what they're watching on tv yeah absolutely Absolutely. and with the fact that it was split like especially third grade north and south Mm. the the fact that there wasn't even like a final there to play Mm. off the the overall third grade winner but how good would that be if you could just have like Two weekends that yeah. it's sort of that carnival atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Where you, you know Even if you're playing two games you, a, yeah, a exactly. day. But you play against Bonogan, you yeah. play against Tweed and that sort of stuff. And yeah. then you know, you get to have two games here on a Sunday or something yeah. like that. It'd, yeah. it'd be mint. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And they can and they can make it work in Brisbane. So they have they have first grade to sixth grade there and they play multi format yeah. all grades. So they play so sixth grade plays all three formats during different sections of the year. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's possible. Um, we just yeah, gotta keep getting that voice to to create Gold Coast. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. <laughs> um, in terms of that, uh, this this past season, what would you say is your your best memory from this last season, um, and maybe something that wasn't so good? Oh, look, 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 best highs of, and lows. Okay, so highs and lows. High. We'll go with low. We'll start. We'll start. We'll start pouring. <laughs> um, breaking my thumb around two. Mm. It was really annoying. And it was was such off a, a catch, was it? No, no it was. A, I was backing up a run out from Simo. Oh, right. It was just. Um, Klaz sort of cut between me and the ball at the worst possible time <laughs> and then by the time I caught back up with it I was like well that's gone and uh, it was as soon as I did it I knew it was gone yeah. um, highs were being in with a chance of taking Fife on my birthday right? and having I think it was four or five drop catches <laughs> oh, name, yeah, name and yeah, shame yeah. Who, so who was it against <laughs> And uh, talk us through your four wickets, oh, and then talk us oh, who look, dropped the other who, ones. Uh, look, the wickets were nothing spectacular. I think I got one LB, which was dead. He was absolutely dead. A um, couple of caught behinds, and then I think Percy held one, I think. But the drops were, were numerous and everywhere, <laughs> and they weren't hard catches. Like... <laughs> Mud blames one on the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mud will never yeah, end up for yeah. a drop catch. Um, <laughs> I think Squizzy dropped two, and that was part of the reason why I just constantly fed it to him all season about <laughs> his fielding because he just kept dropping catches off me. Um, I think Swag dropped one. I think Percy dropped one. It was just. And, and so was this all on all when you were looking for the fifth one? Like, the, or was it was throughout the day? Throughout the day, but I got to four pretty quickly and then I think I had three drops (laughs) after that and yeah it would have been would have been a pretty cool birthday present it's would it's the only time I've ever really been in with a shout of getting a fifer um I picked it up like I've picked up another couple of fours throughout the season as well um but that was I was I felt good that day I felt Mm. really on and yeah got let down (laughs) (laughs) I've got to ask about um, how the the season finished. I mean, if I recall this correctly, so Threes obviously had a great year, but then really like scraped in on the last game and then obviously the semi didn't go that well. But hey, I mean, at the same time, I'm envious of getting to play a semi-final. I've I've been at this club for a long time and I only played uh, two, three semis. So I mean, it's um, it's cool that you got to play semi straight up. But yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, it didn't go your way. 
but tell us a bit about no, that. Look, we, we started with a bang, and we got really unlucky with the weather. Mm. Um, Including the semi, which I'm sure we'll get to. Well, we, as I said, we started with a bang. We got really unlucky with the weather. Like, in the couple of weeks that I was off with my thumb, I believe the boys had, like, Bay absolutely cooked it. 120 and then had Grim to come in and open and that those sorts of things mm-hmm. so and then we were we were up against Bay uh, on their turf wicket and we got called for weather again you know we we were getting uh, pumped I think oh yeah I think we were behind the run rate or behind the, the Duckworth that was mm-hmm. uh, for another game and got done as well so that that worked in our favour but yeah, the the semi. Look, at, come the time when we knew the game was away from us, it was one of the most fun times I've ever had <laughs> on a deck. Like watching Julian Rogers bowl <laughs> was the highlight of the day, <laughs> only to then be exceeded by watching Kai come in and bowl, and I reckon it was Ruley was keeping, and it was just like the blind leading the dumb. In the <laughs> <laughs> But um, now nah, look, the semi, we 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 tried to push the envelope and tried to push the game, but yeah, things didn't go our way. Decisions probably been could have been made earlier, like calls could have been made earlier on who went where. But at the end of the day, they played better on the Saturday, yeah. yeah. And then with the biblical amount of rain that we got on the Sunday, there was never a chance. Mm. So look. It is what it is. Mm. Um, and yeah, we'll move on. Mm. As you reflect on the on the season, obviously there was plenty of stuff on the field, but do you have a do you have a, a favourite memory from off the field? Uh, was there a favourite social function you enjoyed? I don't know, or? I blacked out on all that. <laughs> um, oh, favourite social function. Uh, look, the gala was a pretty good night. Mm-hmm, um, trivia night was pretty good as well. The night that I decided to have a kippy at the front of the club and lose my phone for three days, I believe was a good night from what I've <laughs> reports. Um, no, nah, look, it, it's it's been a good year. I haven't had, I haven't been to anything this year. Haven't had any dealings with anybody this year that were like, no, nah, I don't want to do that again. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna, not I'm not gonna talk to them again. Anything like that. So it's yeah. As I said, it's a very welcoming club. It's a good club to be around. Um, and just a lot of fun blokes. Like, it's ridiculous the shit that we get. <laughs> <laughs> and that our wives and partners let us get up. <laughs> um, I do have one that I jotted down mm-hmm. from earlier in the chat. Yes. You said you're a very superstitious person. Yes. Tell us some of your superstitions. Uh, all right. So, bread. I'm, I, my wife is a gem. And her way of making sure that we're saving as much money as possible is she makes my lunch for me. Now, she knows I, I have to have my bread open like a book, all the condiments and that sort of stuff gone, and it has to close like a book. The lines on the sandwich have to line up. <laughs> if they don't, I will throw out the sandwich. <laughs> yeah. That's right. why I don't get toasties from like chuck trucks uh, and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff because they just do that shit all willy-nilly. Um, <laughs> shoes and socks when I'm Bowling well and playing well is it's left sock, right sock, right shoe, left shoe, okay. left tie, right tie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm playing well, yeah. that's how you know I'm on. When I'm playing well as well, I am just a chatterbox. <laughs> and whether it's abusive or not, 
is neither here nor there. But um, and then when I'm nervous before I go out to bat, that's when I just get abusive to everyone around. <laughs> Because, you know, I've got to keep up this persona. <laughs> Actually, we do need to quickly touch on batting. Yeah, you, you didn't have a lot of uh, opportunity. Uh, so I don't know if you've got to get in the captain's ear next year or what. But I mean, uh, is it something I, I saw you want to work two, on? Two, two runs at two. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm on. <laughs> Look, but, my, my first bat was uh, came in with one ball to go up at Tambo. Mm. And it was when I still had my mullet. And I was like, I said to the boys, I was like, if there's any more than two balls, I'm putting a lid on. If not... It's just going to come out the back. And I've walked out, no, no lid on, just this disgusting rat mullet <laughs> thing hanging off the back of my head. And I remember one of the boys from Tampa going, look at this dick. He's got a beard and he's got a mullet. Oh. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that was the first time. And then, yeah, the second time was the semi against Southport. Um, now, look, as I said, I, I know that I'm never going to be the best batsman. I know I've got the power to be a pinch hitter. Mm. I need to work on fundamentals mm. so that I can push my case a bit more. It is something that I really want to do. I'd like to bat as high as seven next se- next season. That's great. I'd like to try and get a season average in double figures. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, then I can work on the career average yeah. into double figures. So Because I think it's something disgusting, like 3.49 for the career at the moment. So, yeah, it's... It is something I'm actively working on, mm. um, but I'm also working on my fielding as well. Mm. I, I feel I can provide, will contribute more to the team with my hands in the field than I can with the bat. Mm. Sure. And you like slipping, like you said before, that you planted yourself in the quarter. Yeah, I did. That was, <laughs> that was good fun. No, nah, it's... Yes, no, I do like it. I like being around the pill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I fielded in a forward short cover in the final as well. So that was an experience actually having to have a lid on and pads in a box whilst fielding yeah. in front of the bat. It was terrifying, <laughs> but it was so cool. I was yeah. like, I'm going to get hit or I'm going to get a catch here. Mm. And I didn't give, a, didn't give a toss. I was like, I'm on. But yeah, no, I like those sort of reflex positions. Mm-hmm. Um, where you've got to be on you've mm-hmm. got to be switched on every ball um and if you're not you get hurt mm. so it's good fun obviously uh family's super super important to you it's great we see sterling around the club heaps um does he uh enjoy being around here as much as you yeah. do yeah he he loves being around here he's very much entrenched himself as part of the furniture as well <laughs> um yeah he he loves cricket he loves being around the boys he understands what it is he understands that it's it's more sociable than just playing cricket mm. um and i really hope that my, my ultimate goal is to be able to walk out for a senior game with sterling and jamie my stepson as mm. well so that, that'd be really cool mm. whether or not i'm able to walk by that <laughs> you know is another question but yeah that'd be that'd be awesome how are, how is jamie jamie's uh 11 in a few weeks okay so is he playing at the moment Look, he, he's playing footy again okay. at uh, all my Bulldogs. So, and then I said to him, I was like, you're going to play cricket this year? Oh, I like footy more. I was like, but they're different yeah. seasons. So <laughs> it's okay. You don't yeah. have to. But yeah, he, he's played a lot over in Alps. Yeah. So he's just moved over to live with us now. Okay. Um, yeah, he's been playing cricket since he was like six okay. over in Alps. So he, he's a very good bowler. Um, needs a bit of work. 
Especially like if you give him a golf club, everything is he's trying to play a cover drive <laughs> with his golf club. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. It'd be it'd be really cool to be able to do that with both of them. Yeah, so. sure. What's that maybe five six years away? More. Depending upon how much of a tin ass sterling is, it could be even sooner. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and looking to the I guess yeah the next season um, I guess yeah well you've already said. You've given us a bit of a, a an early word on the on the batting sort of goals and that sort of thing, but I mean, um, in terms of yeah, uh, just yeah, goals sort of in general for next season and that sort of thing. So very similar to this season. I'd like to just get another fifteen wickets, mm-hmm. so because then I feel like I'm contributing, um, not get dropped, <laughs> <laughs> which is something I'm very proud of for not having had happen this year. Um, and like, I mean, I, I like to play aggressive cricket. I really like to go after the game. Um, so, you know, if in the future captaincy is offered in something I'd heavily consider. Mm. Um, but I don't think I'm quite cut out for it just yet. Uh, I think there's still a lot of the game and a lot of the personnel around the club that I need to not so much get on side with, but understand the pecking mm. order. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I just want to contribute more than anything. So take catches, knock people over, yeah. get the dog. Get the so. dog. <laughs> That's great. So you did touch on it um, briefly towards the start, but I think it'd be um, cool to circle back. So you shared how 2019 was a, a really tough year for you. Yeah. And so as much as you're willing to share, you know, as part of the, the, the Hawkcast, you know, is finding out about how people deal with adversity. And I yep. think... Um, yeah, your experiences could, could really help some people out there. So, yeah, did, did you want to share what yeah, that year no, was no, like and, and how you came out the other side, I guess? a very open book when it comes to 2019. So, um, yeah, my mum was, uh, she was a huge traveller. So, during the last decade of her life, she um, travelled a lot. Like, it started on her 40th birthday when we were in New Zealand. And she's like, this is for me. And then, you know, some of the places she went to, she spent uh, nine months going from the very, very top of America, like Anchorage, right the wow. way down to Ushuaia in um, Argentina. Yeah. You know? Travelling by herself? No, we, uh, she did that one with an intrepid group. She's okay. you know, been to Egypt, been to France, spent countless times over in Bali, just, just done some truly amazing things and seen yeah. some really cool stuff. Um, so, yeah, so she was in France at the time. Um, you know... How she tells it was that she was feeling really like unwell, like she was just having super bad period pain, and went to the doctor, got it checked out, and they're like, "Look, we're going to send you to a bigger town so mm-hmm. that you can actually go and get some proper testing done." Um, got the proper testing done, and it came back as cancer. So I got the phone call from my uncle whilst I was volunteering at Stirling School at the time. He's like. Um, your mum's been diagnosed with cancer. She's being medevaced out of Paris tonight or in the next few days, um, direct to Brisbane. And then so over the course of the next eight weeks, it, it was not a, not a long fight, which mm. I'm thankful for because she, she didn't have to suffer longer than she needed to, as horrible as that sounds. Mm. Um, Yes, so when she got into Brisbane, they did the biopsies and it was determined that it was stage four cervical cancer. It was only determined at stage four because that's as high as the grading system went. She was absolutely riddled with it. And um, 
Well, Mum and I, we, we didn't get along for a lot of years. Uh, we couldn't really stand each other's company for, you know, that 21 to 27 age group, um, just because I thought I knew everything. Um, and we reconciled in the last six weeks of her life. And it, it meant so much to me. And then, um, yeah, it was, it was a very abrupt fight. Uh, it was a very, very painful thing to watch this, this strong pillar of my life that was just withering away. And um, yeah, she, she passed away on the 4th of September, 2019. And I was broken, mm. absolutely broken. Like my mum's an incredibly, or well, was an incredibly, incredibly strong woman, incredibly um, social butterfly, you know, she, she did some truly amazing things like raised me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like just after her passing, all the people that she, she touched and had this massive positive influence on sort of brought themselves forward. And it was just, it was so humbling to see this wide variety of people from people that she grew up with in Kangaroo Island. Um, from when she when she was a pup to people that she worked with in some remote communities in the Northern Territory, and it was just just this amazing spectacle to see just how far and wide her reach was, and it caused me to really reevaluate everything in my head. I you know I, I was a dick, for want of a better term, especially to my wife, but yeah, just completely reevaluated everything. I am a shade of the human being I was um, when we first moved here in 18. I'm an even darker shade of that person than I was uh, before mum's passing. And yeah, learnt a lot about myself. I, I had an amazing support network. Like my wife, she put up with a lot of shit. Mm. She really did. She put up with a lot of mood swings. My best mate was fantastic. So Matt's my best mate who lives in Brisbane. He um. He'd never just go, if you need anything, just call me. He'd just come down and just take me away for the day. Just get my mind off it, clear my head, take me to the pub, and then we'd sink too many beers <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, I I learned a lot about like true friendship and what the real meaning of family is. Like, I've got a very, very small family, like blood. Mm. But yeah, I learned who I can lean on and then in turn, who can lean on me. Mm. And... You know, the, the, the people as well that were part of my groom's party, it was every one of them rang me. And have been, we've been in constant contact, especially ever since mum passed. And it's so humbling to know that from such a bad thing with her passing, we were in such a good spot, both mentally, financially. You know, we, we don't have... We got through COVID a lot better than a lot of other people. Um, but yeah, we, we, we learned really valuable lessons and like the, the amount of time now that I put into my family compared to what it used to be when we were living in Victoria is a thousand fold what it is now. So, so yeah, so that, that's, that's it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Appreciate you uh, yeah, yeah, right. sharing that story. That's uh, yeah. It's awesome. Well, um, yeah, as we, so as we look to wrap up, we're going to uh, go through our uh, new segment for, for season two, uh, which is our super over. So we'll just uh, do a bit of word association. Mm-hmm. So six, uh, six topics and yep. um, yep. 
Jamie, I guess try and uh, right. try and reply in one word if you yeah. can. Right. Um, you know, one for so, one. Yeah. Here. yeah. What, 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 I'll, I'll let you start. Which sure. one do you want to? What are your thoughts when I say the word "why bird"? Character. <laughs> Down. As in diesel or the town? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the town of Darwin. Yeah, love it. Happily retire back there. David O'Donnell. Obese. <laughs> poor ankles. <laughs> no carb beer. <laughs> big head, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the third grade team that you played with this year? Good bunch of blokes. Michael Percy. Love the sort. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, as we've uh, we know, we've had the the the, the mullet, the beard. Uh, yep. So I guess uh, the thought of being clean shaven, punishable by death. <laughs> <laughs> I do I'm, honestly. I remember the first time I saw you without a beard. I looked at you for about thirty seconds at training. And then you were like, G'day, Gil. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Jamie. It's literally a reintroduction <laughs> session. So, yeah, it's, no, it's... I've never seen someone who looks so different I with or without ID. a beard. I, yeah. got, I went to get, uh, went to the bottle shop and I was like, mate, you got an ID? I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's, uh, that yeah. about does us, mate. We're, we're so thankful for you joining us, not just the club, oh. uh, but on the, on the Hawkcast. And yeah, we appreciate all your contributions so far and what's going to come as well. Anytime. I reckon you get, get myself back and get Percy back and it'll be we might have to hold that you to that. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that is dangerous. We might take our jobs. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, mate. I appreciate you coming. Anytime, on. boys.